in it, she says this, and this is what, Lindsay, what you're talking about really reminded me. She says, blessed is a loaded term because it blurs the distinction between two very different categories, gift and reward. And it can be a term of pure gratitude. Thank you, God. I could not have secured this for myself. But it can also imply that it was deserved. Thank you, me, for being the kind of person who gets it right. It is a perfect Mm. word for an American society that says it believes the American dream is based on hard work, not luck. You're listening to the Upside Down Podcast. A place for unscripted conversations on life and faith. Join us as we discuss what it looks like when Jesus turns our lives upside down. Hi, welcome to Upside Down Podcast. I'm your host for today, Shannon Evans, and I'm here with Lindsay, Kayla, Lori, and Christy. This is the third episode, and the title is Hashtag Blessed. Hashtag Blessed. (laughs) We're an ecumenical group, and we really like it that way. So everyone, go around, introduce yourselves, and tell where you're at with Jesus. All right, I go first. (laughs) That's a a serious (laughs) I am Kayla, and my husband is a pastor in the Christian Missionary Alliance denomination, but I grew up Presbyterian. I've been kind of across the board, but I love the Lord, and I'm excited for this episode. I'm Lori, and I am also married to a pastor. We're non-denominational, but I grew up Baptist. Then I was non-denominational. Then I served the Methodist Church. (laughs) We have now planted a Bible fellowship. All right. Well, I am Christy, and my husband is also a pastor. We are in a Presbyterian denomination called the ARP, which stands for Associate Reformed Presbyterian. I did not grow up Presbyterian. I actually grew up in Christian Missionary Alliance churches and then in several non-denominational kind of megachurch situations. Nice. Lindsay? I'm going to break the mold. I am Lindsay, and I am not married to a pastor. Wait, what? (laughs) I thought this was a pastor's wife support group. (laughs) (laughs) And I did not grow up in the church at all. So I came to know the Lord as an adult and have only ever been a part of teeny tiny little church plants, which I really love. The first two were... Baptist, which I didn't know and still don't fully understand what that means. <laughs> and now we are part of a non-denominational church plant here in Miami. And I'm Shannon. I am married to a campus minister slash music minister. We're Catholic and we're in Iowa. So what have you guys been doing to take care of your body and souls lately this week? Or just lately. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk more about that in an up- upcoming episode. But just for a little taste, what what has been refreshing you guys lately? Mm. That's such a good question. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> for me. Oh, what? What? <laughs> Lori? <laughs> what? Took a shower. I just yeah. I took a shower. That's what I did. <laughs> oh, man, right? <laughs> Lori, okay, you know, I'm not a that. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay. Who wants who's okay? Lindsay, what about you? I would say this is fairly simple and somewhat elusive, but I would just say laughter has been something Mm -hmm. lately. Like I'm tend to be a pretty serious person. And so No. (laughs) You I've kind of got you're shocked. (laughs) But yeah, just like really just setting all the serious aside and laughing and being silly with my kids. Yeah. Just laughter has been good for me lately. 
Kayla, (laughs) I have been doing something that's totally out of character for me. I have been working out and I'm, I'm an extrovert. And basically the only reason I said yes to this is because my friends invited me and I was like, Hey, (laughs) way to hang out with people. It sounds great. And then they're like, yeah, we're doing 21 day fix extreme. And I was like, okay, so there's 21 day fix. And then there's 21 Day Fix Extreme. And I'm like, I'm more of like a yoga gal. Like, what? <laughs> um, what is a fix? It's like it's a workout. It's a DVD workout. And you're supposed to get like, just like completely buff in 21 days. Oh. Yeah. That's terrible. That, and unless, like, unless you've had six kids and then you have to do that like 18 times <laughs> to get buff. It would take 18 I mean, I, I'll be honest, yeah. I'm, like, taking a lot of water breaks and, like, just a, a lap around the room. But, no, it's been really good. It's been good for me to spend time with people, to get up early. I'm not a morning person, but I'm getting up, you know, b- before everyone else is asleep and, you know, making my body feel better, you know, just mm-hmm. if yeah. I just feel better. And so that that has been good for me for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. I did something really exciting this week in terms of self-care. I think you're going to be really impressed. I went to the dentist. (laughs) Good for you. I actually am really impressed. I actually not only went to the dentist, I canceled a massage and went to the dentist. No, I can't support that. It was okay. It actually, I canceled. No, no, no. It's okay. I canceled the massage because the real self-care that happened this week is, I mean, the dentist thing was huge. It's been like four years. Don't judge. (laughs) Um, No judgment. No judgment. But the, my, um, my husband sent me to visit my sister who lives in Greenville for the day on his day off. So I spent a whole day down hanging out with her and, and that was, it was beautiful. So what is, what is Greenville? Like, is that like something different than Greenville? So I live in Asheville and Greenville is in South Carolina. So it's like an hour and 15 minutes South of here. It's a different, it's, you know, 10 degrees warmer every day. It's a, it's a great town. If you're ever driving through, you should stop. It's a great town. So I've been doing yoga. Like Kayla, you said you're more of a yoga guy. <laughs> I have actually, for the first time in my life, joined a yoga studio, which I've only Ooh. ever done it like on DVDs. Mm-hmm. And it is blowing my mind. Yeah, I feel like it's actually spiritually beneficial and like yeah. actually restorative rather than just like a workout that I just do and I kind of enjoy because I like stretching and stuff. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, I really, yeah. It's, and I think I appreciate it now more than ever because, you know, three kids and you just don't get a lot of silence and you, you know, your body just kind of feels crazy. I don't know. Running has never been like mm-hmm. joyful for me. It's always been something I've had to do and I just do it, mm-hmm. you know, yes. but yeah, yoga's like, I'm like, wow, my body is strong. My body's awesome. You know? And I don't know, but then my favorite part is like, she'll set like an intention for the day. So we focus on gratitude or we focus on acceptance and anyway, so it's really, it's a neat thing to offer or to invite Jesus into and, and kind of search my conscience and search my heart and see what's going on inside me. And I've just been loving it. I'm like a a full on fan now. My favorite part of yoga is the very end where you lay on your back. Oh, yeah. Yes. And they That's say, what I was going to say. <laughs> I had an instructor who would say, my toes and my ankles are completely relaxed. <laughs> All the way of your body. 
<laughs> I mean, I know they all do that, but the way he did it. The way, yeah. Right. My knees and my legs are completely relaxed. Maybe that's how we should <laughs> start out the podcast. Thinking about that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know that we're all going to be completely relaxed, but we get to talk about hashtag less today. And Kayla, this is your proposition, I think. So why don't you tell us like what you were thinking behind this one? Well, you know, I think it all just kind of comes back to a lot. All of us, we met on the interwebs. We all have kind of this online presence. We're sharing our lives of faith and just our journeys kind of together. And we spend a lot of time, at least I do. I find myself, you know, someplace that I like to go is Instagram. And something I see all the time is people who identify as Christians, women specifically, who love to use hashtag blessed. And Mm -hmm. hashtag blessed is like for real. Hashtag blessed (laughs) is I got granite countertops. Hashtag so blessed, you know, (laughs) and it just started, it started making me think like, hmm, as a believer, I'm not sure that is what Jesus was talking about when he used the word blessed. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that word doesn't mean what you think it means, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and, right. and I feel like there's kind of this idea in Christian culture that we can just say anything that we perceive as good, whether that's material or financial mm. or health or anything, we can just go ahead and, and slap a hashtag blessed on it. And Mm -hmm. then we've invited God into it. So it's all good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jesus approved it. Right. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what do you guys think of just kind of when you hear hashtag bless? What are the things that come to mind? Well, I think for me, the first thing I think of is, okay, so what about the person who doesn't have those things? What does that mean for Mm -hmm. them? You know, like if you're saying you're blessed because you got a new minivan. Well, what does that mean for people who don't have cars and take public Mm -hmm. transportation or, you know, like whatever it is that you're attributing as a blessing from God, what does that mean for people who, who don't have those quote unquote blessings? Mm -hmm. Right. And like a big one um, that I'm really aware of is, is talking about our children because, and that's where I probably see it the most, the most common. I do see it like in frivolous stuff too, but my children are blessings for, from God. But what does that mean when I kind of put it out there like that? Does it mean that my friend, one of my best friends who has been trying to get pregnant for years, isn't blessed by God, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. Um, I think it carries with it this connotation of like God's favor or, you know, doing something right, you know, doing mm-hmm. some intangible thing right that God liked. Yes. <laughs> so he gave or me that a we child deserve. and that's yeah. not right, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, the thing that I've noticed in the last year the, the most is that the Christian community seems to think they have a corner market on God's blessing. And mm-hmm. we love to, you know, tell, you know, we've, our church is doubled in size, size, you know, God is really blessing our ministry and or he's blessing our school. When I hear that, I think, well, our church just lost seven families. You know, like, mm-hmm. what does that say? What does that mean for us? Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. mean that God has removed his favor from us? Is he not actively working in our congregation? Are we are we not as good in God's eyes as, as a larger? Mm-hmm. And uh, I've really, the first couple of times I, I heard a, a pastor say that, I took a real gut check of, all right, Lord, 
what does that, what does that mean for us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. Especially when in the families that we lost from our church went over there. <laughs> like, what does that mean? You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, I don't know if it's the editor in me or what, but I have, I realize I say, um, a lot, but I have very little patience for, especially when someone is like writing something for lazy fillers and to me, it, that's kind of what it's become. It's, I don't know that they're, I, don't, I really don't believe that people, you know, if they're saying like, hey, my new granite countertops came in, hashtag blessed. I don't think they, I don't think the intention is to be frivolous, but I think it's kind of, in a lot of cases, a lazy expression of gratitude and an unintentional expression of gratitude that could probably use some work. Yeah. Yes. That's that's a good way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For me, mm-hmm. as a parent of some children with special needs, when they say, like, we're so blessed by having healthy children, I just think I'm mm-hmm. blessed by having kids that aren't so healthy, you know? Like, right. blessings right. don't always look like, you know, this this super shiny rainbow in the sky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a good segue. What like when we look at scripture, what is, what is blessed? What, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is Jesus called blessed? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we absolutely, the first thing that probably comes to a lot of our minds is the Sermon on the Mount, right? And, right, right. And what, what did Jesus actually say? So, so mm-hmm. somebody want to take us through kind of what, what Jesus says? Well, before we get there, can I hop in for a second? <laughs> yeah. I mean, not before we start talking, before we start looking at them individually, I was looking at this and I think it's really important to remember that Jesus is talking to his disciples here, Mm -hmm. which is really important for us to remember. So he's not talking, he's not speaking to the public at large. He's speaking to people who are in the kingdom of God. Right. And, and that's, you know, as we kind of look at these individual ones, I was looking in my in my Bible, it like kind of, what does that word blessed even mean? And one of the things that it says is that blessed is more than a temporary or circumstantial feeling of happiness. It's a state mm-hmm. of well-being and relationship to God that belongs to those who respond to Jesus's ministry. Mm-hmm. So as we look at like those actual beatitudes, like mm-hmm. I think it's important to remember that's what he means when he says like, blessed are the mm-hmm. what, whatever he's saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to put that in there before we start going through the yeah. actual yeah. beatitudes. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Thanks, Christy. Mm-hmm. So we see that in we see it in Matthew five, and we also see it in Luke six. And they have a little bit of different. The way that they wrote it down is a little bit different, but I think it's really good for us to look at and kind of measure how we define and view and use blessings as believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lindsay, could you give us the the specifics there? Yeah, Jesus says, "Blessed are the poor in spirit." For theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who mourn. They will be comforted. The meek, they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful. They will be shown mercy. The pure in heart, they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers who will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then he goes on to say, when people insult, persecute, say evil things about you because of Jesus, rejoice Mm -hmm. and be glad your reward is in heaven. Mm -hmm. Right. So 
So it's very backwards from the granite countertops. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not like, oh man, I'm mourning. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Gosh. That right. really puts it in perspective though. You know, when you say it like that. Mm-hmm the upside downness of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I don't, I don't think any of us are thinking about this, trying to shame anyone who is like, Oh, I say blessed all the time. Like that's not why right, we right. wanted to have this conversation, but it was just a, a starting off point for us to dive in and say, what is blessings in the kingdom? And what does mm-hmm. Jesus say blessings are? And maybe that's a little bit upside down. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So in our own personal lives, where have we been tempted to assume that something is is blessing and something else is not? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're always really quick to say that when good things happen, the Lord is blessing us. And when hard things happen or horrible things happen, we assume God has removed his blessing or he's removed right. his hand of mercy or he has removed you know, his covering over us because he has allowed these things to happen. And I think since moving to Rocky Mount, what I've come to realize is that all of life is a blessing. And Ann Voskamp says it all Mm -hmm. the time, you know, all is grace. And all Mm -hmm. that happens to me, you know, flows through the hands of Jesus before it ever hits me. And Mm -hmm. so I can look at all of my life and say, all of this is a blessing. The hardships are a blessing because they're producing something in me. Every trial in my life is a blessing because it is producing faith in me. And and when I share about my trial and how my faith has grown, it is producing faith in other people. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, I am beginning to see that everything in front of me, everything's happening in my community is a blessing if I want to see it that way. Yeah. I also noticing too, the sharp difference in my local community and what they view as blessings and how the church here views what a blessing is and how it's communicated and how that communication harms my neighbors, you know, or Mm -hmm. the kids in my public school when they have Mm -hmm. to look at like the huge wealth of the local church here Mm. or the private schools here. And they're in classrooms that the ceilings are falling in, you know, I mean, I I, I have to, I'm beginning to see it so differently. It's Mm -hmm. not a hashtag to me anymore. Mm. Like this is, we're doing harm to our neighbors when we Mm -hmm. claim the good of God is just for us because we have earned Mm. it or we deserve Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're heaping like coals on them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty stark when you see the difference between, like, blessed are the victorious volleyball players for they have won the match versus <laughs> blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's, that's a far cry. Right? Yeah, and I think kind of I really liked what you said, Christy, initially about it feeling really lazy. And I think that resonates with me in a sense also that it – can feel sort of lazily selfish, you know, like, and I don't mean like you're selfish in like accepting blessing or focusing on the blessing, but I mean selfish in the way that you use that word and in, in, you use that term blessed in a way that others people. Mm-hmm. And so kind of what Lori was saying, like when you use blessed to talk about your wealth, you're othering those who don't have wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And making them feel less than and like they don't belong. And even, you know, a lot of the language that we use in the church when we talk about God the Father 
Well, we have to also think, what does that mean to the people who've been, who grew up fatherless, you know, Mm -hmm. when they think about father and that's a huge kind of barrier for them to get over when we talk about the kingdom, you know, the kingdom of God for people who live in poverty, thinking about a father who lives in a kingdom like those, that's just language that can be hard to broach. And so I think blessed is just another one of those terms when we use it aside from the way that scripture uses it we can really just create a divide between people. And that's not obviously how God intended scripture to be used. And even when I look at these, just looking through this list, everything in life, like Lori said, is is a blessing, all of it, the good and the bad. And nothing comes to us that doesn't pass through, pass through the Lord's hands. And, you know, the whole intent is to make us more like Christ. And so when I look yeah. at this list, like he, Jesus mourned. He was meek. He was hungry physically, but also thirsting for righteousness. He was merciful. You know, he was a peacemaker. He was persecuted. All of like this whole list and the Beatitudes, it sort of exemplifies who Jesus was. And that's the point. That's what God is doing through all of these different experiences that pass through his hands to get to us. What do you guys, this is kind of a whopper, so brace yourselves. What, what do you think is the relationship between not giving a second thought to using the word blessed or, or kind of a reliance on, on the word blessed. What is the relationship between that and, and our privilege being in a position of privilege? Mm. I think, Good. yeah, this is Kayla speaking. And I feel like in my context, just in my local context, I hear that a lot. People use blessings as a way to kind of skirt around the privilege that they have received that they're a part of. Well, you know, I just, I'm so blessed to have grown up with, you know, a father and a mother who always had a stable home for me and blessed that I went to college and I got my master's and I'm blessed that I have all of these things and I'm blessed that I've never had to, and then it just starts to be we're basically using blessed to mean privilege. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we don't yeah. have to yeah. we don't have to actually wade in that tension of what yes. what mm-hmm. it means to be a person of privilege because it's just a blessing from God. And how how would mm-hmm. I ever have to deal with anything if it's just a good blessing from the Lord? This is Lindsay chiming in. I think about this a lot and struggle with it just in our context in our neighborhood and I think For me, it goes back to that kind of like pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality. And like, Mm -hmm. if you just want it, you can earn it. You can work Mm -hmm. hard enough and you can earn it. And so I think people in privilege, they feel that way about themselves. And so it's kind of like, it can be, obviously it's not always, but I think it can be a little bit of an ego boost when they say like, oh, the Lord has blessed me because I've worked hard, you know, or because Mm -hmm. I've done this. Like it kind of always in my mind goes, I've said always and I shouldn't, but it kind of goes back to, well, look what I have done to deserve this blessing. And if you would just do what I did, then you could be blessed too. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, when I think about it in respect to the privilege, it's that whole mentality of like, well, just get it together, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you could be blessed. You, then Mm -hmm. you could be blessed like I am. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Lindsay, that reminds me, there is an article that I think is kind of something that got the wheels turning for me when I read it 
is called Death, the Prosperity Gospel and Me, and it was in the New York Times, and it was by Kate, and I don't know how to pronounce her name, Kate Bowler, or Bowler, I don't know if you guys know her. No, I don't. But she wrote about, she has written a book kind of about, it was, it's called Blessed, right? And it's about... Mm -hmm kind of the the Christian obsession with it and specifically with the prosperity gospel. And in it, she says this, and this is what Lindsay, what you're talking about really reminded me. She says, blessed is a loaded term because it blurs the distinction between two very different categories, gift and reward. And it can be Mm -hmm. a term of pure gratitude. Thank you, God. I could not have secured this for myself, but it can also imply that it was deserved Thank you, me, for being the kind of person who gets it right. It is a perfect Mm. word for an American society that says it believes the American dream is based on hard work, not luck. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think, as I think about the word bless and how we use it, I think if we can claim the blessing of God, whatever we have in our hands or in our homes or in our yard, becomes ours. And it's not something that we mm-hmm. have to share. It does yep. not become this thing that the Lord has gifted, gifted us to give away. It is not something he has given us to share. It is not this resource that we have that is meant to be given away as though we're the conduit for that thing to get, you know, for the kingdom's um, wealth to, to be dispersed among our neighbors or in our community. A blessing implies God intended it just for me. Mm-hmm. And I think when we can claim something as a blessing, we subconsciously clear our conscience mm-hmm. of, of any guilt mm-hmm. that we might would feel that I don't deserve it or mm-hmm. I am supposed to share it. It's, it's a real quick way for us to feel good about what we have and not feel the need to give it away. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. interesting. Just when, for the sake of clarity. Hold on, Christy, I'll get back yeah, to you. But yeah. just for the clarity i just realized people might not be on the same page but when we talk about privilege we're talking about ourselves <laughs> we are five mm-hmm. right. white women pretty much middle class who you know have not had lives that are terribly difficult yeah. and so privilege is is just you know it can be you know socioeconomic class it can be race there you know could be gender you know the male privilege or Different things that that we're working with, but we are certainly talking about ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Christy. Yeah, well, I was going to say that, like, for me, when I think through, like, we're allowed to be, we should show gratitude, right? Like, we should. Yes. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I was saying it was lazy. Like, it's a good thought. It's totally fine to express our gratitude about the things that we have been given, about the things that we like about our life. I do think it's good to be mindful of what we're implying with that. Like, I think, Lindsay, you were saying it others. I like the way that you use that as a verb there. Mm-hmm. But I like when I think about what that that actual word means, like every time it's used, it's talking about being in a right relationship. It's acknowledging a relationship. And so I think a good way to very easily categorize whether or not we're using this appropriately is to say, okay, so could I use hashtag in a right relationship with God. So (laughs) at my granite countertops, hashtag in a right relationship with God. Well, that's obviously ludicrous. Like those two things have nothing to do with each other, not because God doesn't care about our everyday lives, but like that, that sounds crazy. Right. And Mm so I think when we focus on that and, you know, in the Beatitudes, we see that we even see that in like the old Testament, 
Like it's always about relationships. It's about that we see blessing through those relationships. And so it's not like in the Beatitudes, it's not do this and you'll be fine. It's saying because you are in this right relationship, because you are in the kingdom, this is what's going to happen. Like when you're born, the kingdom of God will be yours. And, Mm -hmm. and also none of those things, someone might've said this, but in, in all of those Beatitudes specifically, those aren't talking about acquiring anything. (laughs) Yes. No, those are talking about very hard, like hope in hard places. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that that's pretty upside down. You know, it pretty, Mm -hmm. it flips the use of that and the way that we think about it upside down. But yeah, that hashtag in a right relationship with God, let's go with that one. Let's see if we can get that one trending. <laughs> I, like okay. it. Yeah. I like it. I don't think that's likely, but <laughs> right. maybe trying and, to be in a right relationship. Don't right. sound like, look at me guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. I feel like, you know, when we, if we take the sermon on the Mount, literally, and we say, you know, if we're in a right relationship with Jesus, then this is what's going to happen. These are not the things that you're going to want to share on social media at all. You know, had to give more money and more of my money away today. Hashtag bless. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think yeah. something we can also think about is, you know, we are in the sphere where everyone is kind of sharing everything online and, and recording podcasts, you know, <laughs> so we're, we're all kind of guilty maybe of sometimes oversharing, but there are things that, you know, do we need, does that need to be shared for consumption? You know, is this something that I can say, thank you, Lord, for this? And I, you know, why do I need to tell somebody? You know, like if we're saying, like, I'm so grateful to God, that's maybe one thing. But when you just throw something up and say, well, I'm blessed, you know, like, Mm -hmm. do we really think about who's seen that? And like Lindsay was saying, are we othering in the process? And what are we, what are we kind of de facto saying about God when we do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I love the way Jen Hatmaker, well, the way she looks at the world, really. But we love you, Jen. <laughs> Anytime you want to come on our podcast, <laughs> yeah. gotta bring I'm in sure. the Hatmaker. But yeah, in for the love, she talks about a new biblical benchmark that she started using, mm-hmm. and she starts referring to the this criteria for every hard question, big topic, assessment of our own obedience. Every should or should not and will or will not we ascribe to God. Every theological soundbite. So she asks or she says to, you know, assess these things. If it isn't also true for a poor single Christian mom in Haiti, it isn't true. Mm, And I just really love that, you know, whether we're talking about blessings, you know, God blessed me with a new minivan or he blessed me with a house. Well, you know, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. he did, but if that isn't, if that theology isn't also true for a single Christian mom in Haiti, it's probably whack theology. And so I just think kind of uh, the whole theme that we're talking about, if we're looking at the big picture and we're looking at scripture and really thinking about the heart behind what we're sharing and whether or not we're othering someone. I just love looking at it through that lens of like, okay, well, is this also true? Is this blessing that I'm claiming from the Lord, is that also true for a poor single Christian mom in Haiti? Mm-hmm. And and if it's not, then maybe it's, maybe I'm defining it wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and even beyond, is it true? But is it, I think, is it good news too? You know, like, yes. is, the, is it, I know we keep using the countertop example, whatever. <laughs> like, is it possible that it is good news for a poor single mom in Haiti that I got granite countertops? Like, 
Yes. That's, that's the thing I have come back to over and over this year. The gospel of Jesus is good news. It brings hope to the hopeless. It affirms dignity and people who are not being affirmed anywhere else. What it says is, it is better that you were born. The gospel says, it is better that you were born. If you oh, take the gospel away, if you take the gospel away, there are many cases in the world right now where it is better that they that they were not born. And right. so, by the time this airs, it will have been several weeks. But Haiti has not Haiti's not going well right now. So even right. using this example, mm-hmm. like this also isn't something that we're throwing out there. There are women who who meet this criteria yeah. right now. Yeah. And so to be able to say women in Haiti who are suffering, it is better that you were born. That is, that's powerful. And that's the gospel. That's the upside down gospel, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That might be the most upside down part <laughs> of the mm-hmm. gospel of that is that in, in our greatest suffering, like he, it, ironically, it is the greatest blessing. Mm-hmm. And even, even in the dirt, you know, even in the worst of it, because we encounter him in such a unique way in our mm-hmm. suffering that mm-hmm. we just can't get anywhere else. And that's why it's so redeeming in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's a nearness to Jesus in the suffering. And right. I think so, there, there were several hard years when we first moved home and I really, really, really wrestled with the Lord and I struggled and I was angry and I cried a lot. And, you know, gradually as you work yourselves out of that, that hard place, you kind of wake up one day and you're driving down the street and you're like, I don't feel the nearness of Christ. Mm-hmm. And you realize it's because that suffering has been alleviated just a little bit. And there is this weird thing in our soul that craves not the suffering, but you crave the nearness of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we had someone from the jail come and live with us for 30 days. And when she left, I thought I would be relieved. And I was heartbroken for two mm-hmm. whole weeks. Mm-hmm. And I could not put, I couldn't articulate what I was feeling. And so yeah. I was going to the jail to visit her and, and doing all those things. And it was like two weeks later that I realized her presence in my home was the nearness of Jesus to me. Mm-hmm. And her absence from my home was an absence of Jesus in a sense. And I longed for that closeness. So this whole blessing thing has been turned upside down for me. And I'm mm-hmm. not looking for it in the places I used to look for it. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't look like a blessing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't at all look like what the world is yeah. putting mm-hmm. on Instagram. You know, you're not going to put that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's really where Jesus is found. Mm-hmm. If you carry that out too, there's a, the, the paragraph from that article that you were talking about, Kayla, mm-hmm. it's not just, I mean, I said lazy. It's not just lazy. It is detrimental to the person who is holding on to that kind of prosperity gospel idea that and because what you're eventually communicating is if you pray hard enough if you like live clean enough if you are good enough Mm. and if you believe enough Mm -hmm. then you'll get what you want and this paragraph first time I read it this is what stood out to me and I just keep coming back to it it says the prosperity gospel holds to this illusion of control because that's what it is that was my addition (laughs) holds to this illusion of control until the very end. If a believer gets sick and dies, shame compounds grief. Mm -hmm. Those who are loved and lost are just that, those who have lost the test of faith. 
In my work, I have heard countless stories of refusing to acknowledge that until the end has finally come. An emaciated man was pushed about a megachurch in a wheelchair as churchgoers declare that he was already healed. A woman danced around her sister's deathbed, shouting to horrified family members that the body can yet live. There is no graceful death, no ars moriendi, guessing on that one, in the prosperity gospel. There are only Mm. jarring disappointments after fevered attempts to deny its inevitability. So Mm. basically, we're denying our humanity when we grasp onto the prosperity gospel. And I realize when you're posting a picture and doing hashtag bless, that's not what you're trying to do. But when these things start to creep in, it's so easy for that to be the way that we think about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that, Christy. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe the most practical question we can ask here is, how can we be grateful and how can we show, express gratitude for what God has given us mm-hmm. without falling into this like dark cycle? <laughs> <laughs> I think we I think need... It- to practice humility, you know, and realize that this this life that we're living is not my life isn't about isn't the Kayla show, you know, like I'm not this isn't the Kayla reality show and everyone is just a little character in my life and it's really all about me and so I'm just going to make it my thing. And and I think sometimes I can be guilty and fall into that trap. And I think just this constant reminder. And for me, it's always kind of rooting myself in love, being rooted in love and being rooted in a relationship with God, like as Christy was saying, and trying to be discerning and to, to keep, I don't know, for me, I just lately I've keep going back to the Sermon on the Mount and what Jesus says is blessed and measure my heart and my words to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would add, I think it's important to ideally surround yourself, but mm. if that's not possible, just <laughs> do the best you can to get around people who aren't like you. Because mm. I think it's really easy, particularly on social media, where you can basically create a world where everyone looks like you, everyone talks like you, they, you know, the same, mm-hmm. same lingo, same everything. And so you can really avoid people who who are experiencing life much differently. So I think it's important to get around people who are different than you and hear their experiences and hear how they experience Jesus and how they experience blessing and how they interpret the scriptures and just to see other people walk out lives that are different than yours, but are still like walking in the fullness of God and all that he has to give them is a really humbling experience, but just also gives us a fuller picture of the kingdom, which I think is really important when we're talking about, well, I think it's important when we're talking about everything, but I think it's important, especially when we're talking about something that is really just a super nuanced American Christian culture thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't think people in Syria are having this conversation. Mm -hmm. So I think... (laughs) It's important. It's important to get out of our bubbles and to experience other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I think another way we do this is we have to, to keep in mind that all the things that God gives us, all of our resources are not ours. Yeah. You know, he is giving them to us so that we may give them away. Mm-hmm. And so when I begin to look at my home, my, whatever's in my pantry, my yard, my kids, my husband, my time, 
if I look at that as like with hands, like with my, my fingers spread wide open so that all that I am given can pass straight through to someone else who needs it. Mm. I, I don't look at things or my resources mm-hmm. as a blessing from God. I begin to look at the relationship between my stuff and the person who's getting it as the blessing from God. Right. It is the, it is yeah. the person that is, that is, that is the blessing and that changes everything about it. I love mm-hmm. that. Lori, that's so that's true. And it just reminds me, I was reading some more in my retro book, the upside down kingdom by Donald <laughs> Graybill. And he says, uh, he says, it is true that Jesus is our King, but that doesn't give us a permit to enjoy the good life of affluence. Just the opposite. If Jesus is indeed Lord and King of our life, we will conscientiously obey his commands to share our wealth. He most certainly is our king, but his kingship is upside down in contrast to our earthly kingdoms. He does mm-hmm. promise to bless us, to provide wholeness, peace, and joy, but he never promises to make his children financially rich. And I, I just felt like that, what you were saying yep. goes right along with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, he promises the opposite in a lot of ways, you know, like... <laughs> Um, oh, he straight yeah. up does. <laughs> yeah. the, the whole, like, in this world, you will have trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty clear, you know? Yeah. Like, but the second part of that is, but take heart, I have, past tense, overcome the world. So right. it's just really clear, and our culture has gotten really far away from it. Our Christian culture has gotten really mm-hmm. far away from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, and I'm saying this as someone that I'm <clears throat> I'm sure that I've, I have been guilty of this, but I think manufactured gratitude is pretty easy to sniff out. So I would say like one of the things that we can be thinking about is do I really mean this or is this something that I'm kind of like Lori, I think you were saying, am I doing this to kind of get rid of the guilt that I feel for having something nice or Mm -hmm. having something go well for me? So maybe examining our hearts or asking that God would reveal our own hearts to us, that he would make us a people who have true gratitude. And when you're asking God to give you authentic gratitude, he's not going to make that focused on the things that you have. He's going to make it focused on your status as his child. Like that's where the, yeah. that's everything flows at. If, if your gratitude isn't flowing out of that, it's just not going to go very far. Mm. So right. like in terms of praying about this, that's kind of where I would go is like, well, God, help, reveal reveal my true self to me and reveal your true self to me and help me be help help me through your son acknowledge what you have done what you've done through your son to bridge that gap you know and that's that's real gratitude that's really all the gratitude you need right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah I think and we just have to remember like there's so much grace, you know, God has grace for us. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm listening to this. I was the one that was like, Hey guys, let's, let's jump in and do this. And now I'm like, Oh, feeling convicted. Like I mm-hmm. have been guilty of so many things that we've talked about. And so I just don't want any of you guys who are listening to feel like, Oh man, or like, I haven't been thinking God the right way. You know, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. totally not, not my heart. And I'm, I know not no. the, any, yeah. any of you what you're Mm-mm. thinking either but I just yeah, want to make no that we're clear. totally yeah exactly we're we're totally in this together mm-hmm. I mean I'm with you Kayla I'm thinking of the different ways that I maybe have misinterpreted misinterpreted things or like you know even just subconsciously felt entitled to things right. um, mm-hmm. without even catching myself you know anyways I'm I'm my wheels are turning now and I'm gonna be mm-hmm. thinking about this all week yeah, probably me too yeah 
And I think even like, just in this and along the same vein of like not wanting to shame or con- condemn people for using the word blessed. Mm-hmm. I honestly think it's just a word that comes out of our mouths and totally. we, we don't even think about it or realize it. And so it's just, it's one of those phrases, you know, like God's timing is always perfect. Or it's just one of those mm-hmm. kind of phrases that people throw out that you're like, well, wait a minute, if you follow that back to scripture, what does it actually say about that? You know, Mm -hmm. and just one personal example of that, we planned to downsize when we moved into our neighborhood in Miami. And so I was like telling people how, you know, our house is going to be half the size of our house now and we're going to have to sell half of our stuff. You guys, I was so humble about it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and then we get to Miami and we have a, the, it's not, well, Anyway, no disclaimer. We have a big house, okay? And it was the Lord. Like, clearly, we are in this house. He set it aside for us. It was vacant for two years. It's perfect for our family. It's everything we need to be sustainable and live in our neighborhood long term. But it's a big house. And the first time one of our neighbors came over after we had moved in, I like the word blessed almost came out of my mouth. And Mm. I like... (laughs) kind of wanted to throw up in my mouth instead, you know, because it was like the reality of, yeah, we do have this big house and you don't. It was, I mean, it was just so, I don't even know. It was just so almost unbearable for me to like consider that, you know what I mean? That I was about to say in front of this person, like, yeah, God really, God blessed us with this house. And I almost had this like identity crisis in the, you know, like Mm. in the sense of like, how do I talk to people and how do I talk about people and what am I projecting? And, you know, just all of those questions and really had to wrestle through it. So I say that to, to just point out, and that's like, you know, in the last year. So this is near recent past that none of us have it figured out. And so we're not trying to say that we have or elevate, you know, any situation over another, but just to say, like, we're wrestling through this and it, you know, we we live in the culture that we live in. And so to not be, you know, kind of polluted by that is really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really helpful story. I, I love I love real life stories. And that, was, mm-hmm. that was a great analogy. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. we are going to wrap up. But how about doing a little something stupid and silly? <laughs> I feel like that. <laughs> um, sure. If you had to choose just one. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very serious question. Which emoji would describe you this month? (laughs) Oh, wow. Does it have to be a face emoji? No. No. And I I am honest to God. And I mean that literally, stroll, uh, scrolling through my emojis right now <laughs> to figure out what I'm going to say. Oh, I okay. know. I know for sure. This is Kayla. I know for sure. I am the face that's like clenched teeth smile. Oh, mm. like, <laughs> that's like me all the time. <laughs> that's a good one. I, my most frequently used is the cry laughing one mm. because yes. I mm. just, I think, yeah, I can't get away from that one. It's always my number one. I love that one, one. too. And I never use one. It's always three in a row. Yeah, I use a lot. (laughs) I mean, I will occasionally use one, never just two. It's either one or three or, like, seven. So. (laughs) (laughs) Seven. 
<laughs> That's absolutely my emoji because I'm I'm sort of sarcastic, and so sometimes when I'm responding, sort of. yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just put that. I just use that emoji all the time because I'm like I want them to see me with a smile on my face when I'm saying it, but I really do mean what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we know. <laughs> now you know. My my theory is you can say anything and add an emoji to it, and it's it's totally okay. You know, yeah, man, you can't, you, you have to add the emoji or it's not acceptable. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're saying. Right. I think I would go with the one that's like the frowny open mouth face with the like cheeks, like the eyes squinted and the, you know, like the, <laughs> oh, red the one that looks like he's going, Whoa! yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I our, love that one. I, I feel like our month has been one of those, like what in the world is going on? Quick example. Last night, the man across the street <laughs> was staying in an Airbnb was outside watering his flowers naked. Mm-hmm. Like, like totally naked it's and I had to tell them not please. okay and it's just not okay and so I was out with our dog trying to get him to go to the bathroom before you know bedtime and had that moment of like what in the world what is going on <laughs> so that's my emoji mm-hmm. the what in the world emoji what in the world <laughs> I think mine not just this month, but in the past probably six months, my my littlest was born four months ago. So maybe in the past four months, the monkey just covering his eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to see one. how disgusting my house is. I don't want to see what you guys are wearing today. I don't want to see like what I just bought you at the store. I'm just covering my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just surviving. Absolutely. That's, That's nice. <laughs> All right. Well, the show notes for this are going to be up on UpsideDownPodcast.com. Today, will it be the day it airs? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, just another reminder, if you like what you're hearing, please head over to iTunes and leave a review of our podcast. We do like to share some of our reviews, so make sure, I guess, make it a good one. No, I'm just kidding. We just love hearing from you, but it also helps people find our podcast. So put your little star review in and then leave a little comment and maybe you'll hear your, hear your review on the next episode. Yeah. yeah. And you can find us at Upside Down Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Sure. <laughs> Don't be so enthusiastic. <laughs> okay, guys. I'm that sorry. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I sorry, I probably threw you off because I skipped the third episode thing. Okay. <laughs> Kayla, were you about to say something? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm stopping.